0: You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue podcast, episode 170. Here's an exciting announcement: If you don't know, Eric Sue has a new book out called Fitness Secrets. It has his top 20 fitness secrets that the new physically fit use. Visit EricWSue.com/slash/secrets-book to get your free copy today. By the way, this episode is sponsored by Bernice. Tepletsky of Wrigleyville Dental, located in Chicago, Illinois. Her team of dentists offer holistic dentistry, which means they care about your whole health. Check her out at WrigleyvilleDental.com. First time listener? Hey, welcome! My team and I hope you enjoy this episode. Long time listener? We thank you for your continued support. No matter who you are, do us a favor and hit the share button so all your friends can hear this amazing content too. Alright, are you ready to be amazed?
1: Health tips, wellness advice, no hype. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue, the show that inspires, motivates, and educates you towards your healthiest life. And now, your host, Eric Sue.
0: So, guys, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. I'm your host, Eric Sue, and today we have an outgoing and hardworking personal trainer. His name is Cesar Martinez, and we'll be talking about how to find your passion. For a great life. So, without, without any delay, let me introduce you all to Caesars Caesar, are you ready to make it happen?
1: Go already, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Awesome. Caesar is a strength conditioning coach and owner of Ultimate Athlete Gym. He was an LA County Sheriff's Deputy for 15 years and has been in the fitness industry for almost 10 years. He's also TRX Group Certified, MMA Cert- Conditioning Certified, kettlebell certified and obviously personal trainer certified and a force certified from the sheriff's department. He's created his own style of workout called The Rockdown. He enjoys challenges and embraces adversity as the best time to learn and grow. Caesar, that was just a little bit about who you are. Can you share with our audience a little bit more on how you got started?
1: Sure, absolutely. I was uh I was an LA County Sheriff's Deputy in 1998 for 15 years. And uh, the reason I got started in the fitness industry, uh, I had always been active, uh, played baseball, actually received a baseball scholarship to Cal State University of Northridge, which is the Division One Baseball School. Um, And I was always active since a young age, but I really believed I was in in good health when I was with the Sheriff's Department and I wasn't. About uh, 80% of law enforcement officers are actually uh, overweight. And, uh, there was an incident that occurred on the sheriff's department that made me realize that. And that's where I found my fitness journey and brought me to this, uh, this, uh, great place that I'm at now.
0: Awesome. Great story. Great story. Um, to let our audience know a little bit more about who you are, what's one cool or unique fact about yourself?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, there's, that's a hard question because obviously there's so many, but, uh, you know, uh, I, when I was young, um, 13, 14, I was always really proud of this. As a young age and I played baseball at this place called Encino Pony League. And that team, which was really special and I still have a lot of friends from there, we ended up going to the Pony League World Series. Hmm. And we ended up becoming the United States champions and we lost to uh, Korea. Uh, I, it was an amazing time at a young age uh with a bunch of good guys and i traveled uh the united states because of baseball and it was really cool just at a young age to be the united states champions we ended up then walking out to dodger stadium and uh uh, later on after that wearing our uniforms with our united states and representing the the united states as the 13 14 year old uh, champions which was really cool
0: Awesome. Awesome. A great, great story. I, I, I want to say that as a young kid, that probably was an awesome, awesome
1: moment. It was amazing. I mean, you know, it, you think that's it right there. I mean, it was the happiest times of our lives. 13, 14, carefree, playing baseball with your buddies, no bills, no responsibilities, <laughs> no payments and traveling to the United States playing baseball doesn't get better than that. And you have other kids at that age or older, you know, uh, it's a big thing over there yeah, in, uh we we're playing in, uh, in Washington and asking for your autographs I mean at 1314 who's doing that so it was amazing awesome awesome
0: and it looks like um, it carried forward in your life and, and what you do and everything so that's awesome yes awesome so uh, we, we talked earlier and we came up with this great topic um, and it's called how to find your passion for a great life and help our audience understand uh, that and how, how do you describe it to people
1: Well, you know, a lot of people believe that passion is one thing, one singular thing, you know, and if you find it, you're going to be happy. They believe that, you know, find your passion and you'll never have to work a day in your life, they say. But in reality, passion is several things. Passion is just having more um, commitment, more feelings towards something. And that could be several different things. There's not one singular thing that is passion. So people really uh, have a problem with that because they really believe, like, I haven't found my passion. I haven't found my passion. But in reality is we want to keep it simple. What do you like or really love to do? And if you don't like something, how do you challenge yourself to get over that and then embrace that? So it's, it's really... Passion is more than just one thing and that's what the problem is is people are looking for one singular thing in the word passion or finding one Thing instead of embracing everything and that's just life Mm. Life is really encompassing on all that the good and the bad,
0: right? How how can we relate it to your your life? Um, in other words, I know you have this great passion now for health and wellness and I kind of remember you had said that it wasn't like that in the beginning. Maybe
1: Correct. Yes. So I was overweight as a deputy. Uh, I worked out, like I said, I I played baseball when I was younger, Um, but I kind of let myself go. I got comfortable. And that was when I really actually said, well, what is passion or how do we get out of that? And it's really embracing the uncomfortable zone. It's that zone that we are uncomfortable or we don't want to do. And to really find that passion is you can think about it. You know, a lot of people think about what is my passion? What do I like to do? but have you ever done it? So you might say to yourself, you know what, I wanna run a marathon. But until you actually go out there and train and do it, you haven't really taken the steps forward to find that real passion, to embrace the journey. Because through that journey is where the passion is reached because it's not getting to the end of the marathon, it's actual all the runs that you did in between and actually getting up on the mornings that you didn't want to get up and go and get that run in. It's getting the work in. And when you finish that, then all that comes to you in a passionate way where you might cry and feel embrace something because you did something that you put everything towards. But it wasn't just the ultimate, it was the whole journey. You know, and that's kind of how I found this in my my fitness area was get out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and find my passion through working out, through doing things that, that are uncomfortable that I don't regularly do. So. Yeah,
0: it, It's kind of scary, I have to say, a lot of times um, for people, at least I don't know if you see this too, Caesar, but it's sort of like their fear of the unknown. And then you're talking about getting out of your comfort zone and the people don't want to go there. And But you said something which is take those little steps or something, right?
1: Yeah, correct. You just have to do You know, and taking little steps, And understanding that you're more, it's like you put, people put more stress upon themselves than when they actually do it, then they're like, oh, it wasn't that bad, you know? So then do it and figure it out and continue to do it and get past that. Because right now you're just putting all this stress without actually doing anything. You're thinking about it, you know, should I, should I not? How far is it going to be? How long is it going to take me? Just begin to do something and let it evolve.
0: Yeah. Um, What's, what would be the first or maybe the second step after you do that? Because ultimately uh, people take that first step and maybe get a setback or maybe they do get a win. What What's the next step after that?
1: Well, I mean, let's go back. The first step would be actually to be, you'd have to be aware of it, right? Mm-hmm. So awareness is the key. It really is uh, understanding yourself and having self-acuity, self, self-awareness self of who you are and what your weaknesses are or what your might be passionate or fearful of or uncomfortable and being real with yourself and and saying, okay, I'm aware of those things. Now, how do I get past it? So then the second step would be to make a choice. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you have to be so true to yourself because sometimes we lie to ourselves. We make excuses or we do certain things. And when we're not real with ourselves, when we're not really in a good state of mind, so you got to get in a good state of mind to have that awareness. Then you can take that second step once you're aware. And it's that choice then and that choice is to just take action no matter what if you make a commitment the next morning that you're going to get up at seven in the morning because it's uncomfortable and you know you need to do it but you're not used to doing it to do it and the more you do it it's like calluses on your hands You, you you end up creating calluses as habits habits create callus so our minds will become callous. Our bodies will become callous. Our soul, our spirits, all these different things that we continue to do become a habit. And thus you, they, you just, next thing you know, your body becomes accustomed to it. Yeah.
0: Um, be, beyond your own story, do you have any stories that you could share with our audience to give them some more, uh,
1: inspiration? Um, somebody else. Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. You know, I had I had this lady, uh, come in here and, uh, She's blind. I trained a blind lady. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. So I look at her and she would show up here, never canceled on me. Hmm. Um, and she she would let me know if the, 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 the weight was too light or if something she wanted to amp up for workout. And she worked hard. And I asked her, she was 80, 80, She's 80 years old. Hmm. She's still alive. She's not from here. She's 80 years old. And I asked her, like, why are you still working out? Why are you doing all this? And she goes, oh, honey, I have to stay. I have to stay this pretty all the time. You know, she made me laugh. But she did it because she understood that health and wellness and fitness and all this combined together is a journey. Mm. It's not a yo-yo. It's not looking good for the summer. It really is preventative medicine. She's 80-something, blind, and she's out here – Independent, getting her workout on, being fit, eating healthy, and has a different mindset, and that was amazing to me. Mm. I think that that to me is is amazing uh, story of just yeah. she does it for herself. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I think she has a, a passion for uh, quality of life. I, I think that that would be the uh, good summary, and, and um, she doesn't complain. I, I'm assuming. <laughs> no.
1: And uh, yeah, she does it. She does it exactly for that uh, passion for quality of life. And that's exactly what I tell my clients. I said, I'm not really a trainer. I'm a preventer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to prevent people from having a bad quality of life later on. It's, it's to have a better quality of life as we get older and things start to uh, tear down in our, in, our, in our bodies. But to prevent and have a great quality of life as we live this
0: life so super good super good yeah um, yeah you know there, there are there people who are, are listening to this and um you shared with them how to start and everything um do you have any advice for those who are on their journey now and how to keep that passion going
1: yeah you know life life is a constant uh, i'm wearing a shirt that says strength Through adversity and uh, our minds aren't wired for pain or for discomfort. You know, they're, they're kind of wired for happiness or survival. And at the end of the day, we live in a society now that we have quick access uh, to certain information and certain things. Um, but the best advice I can tell anybody is, is to stay with it, to embrace the hard times because it's not easy, right? First of all, life is not easy. Working out and staying disciplined is not easy. Uh, Doing things that are uncomfortable are not easy. But I created this acronym called ACT, which was the first one was self-awareness or awareness, C for choice, and then T for tenacity. And it really is the last step, which would be then to take action and stay with it, follow the course, create a habit, and it will become a habit. Once it becomes a habit and a good habit as it is, it'll be hard to go back cuz your body, your mind, everything will change. But you got to you have to give it time. I tell people it takes time and consistency. Time and consistency in anything you do if you want to be great at it.
0: Awesome, awesome. And you know there there's so many other people who in my opinion are are doing great work and um they they're doing it for fulfillment, they're doing it for themselves, they're doing it for others perhaps. Um are there any other um, reasons you think people should get involved?
1: Well, you know, I, I, I try not to compare myself. And I tell people, don't do anything that you're not. Uh, everything you do, do it for yourself. You know, I, a lot of people, I ask them here when they come and I meet my clients and I assess them. I said, why are you doing this? Give me your why. Right. And they said, well, I'm doing it for my family. You know, I want to get healthier. You know, I'm doing this for my family. And I said, well, what's the other reason you're doing it? You might hear some noise, hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I said, no, let's go deeper. And I tell them, you're really doing it for yourself and you're really doing it to test yourself. Every day we need to test ourselves. Life is a battle, life is a test. You have to test yourself every day. And so I tell them, this is a test. This is the test if you can get up in the morning and come here, if you can challenge yourself to do this. So you have to embrace challenges. You have to, and that's the whole thing is the best idea I can tell or thing advice I can give is embrace challenges because they, they help us grow. They help us move forward. They help us uh, just become better people. And so um, I'll give you a perfect example. If you don't mind, yeah. there's uh, in Louisiana, we had that uh, Katrina that hit a couple of years ago and before Katrina hit, and wiped out one of the major catastrophes in the United States. Uh, they had one of the worst school systems in our nation. And they had been asking the federal government and the state government and the local government to receive help to help them become a better school system. Uh, for a long time, they just went on like that. Well, Katrina came and wiped out many schools and many homes and, you know, a lot of people. And unfortunately, it was a great catastrophe. But the one great thing that came out of that was a lot of money started coming in and now they have one of the best school systems in the nation and unfortunately sometimes uh, we have to go through pain catastrophes uh, adversities failures in order to grow and become better and actually find yourself so i tell people don't shed away from that go through it and you will be a different person
0: yeah great story i didn't know about the louisiana Uh, Yeah, school system there. That's awesome. I did that. That's a perfect example. I think uh, about adversity. Uh, I mean, there's other stories, but that's a perfect
1: one. Thank you. Yeah, there's we all go through adversities every day in in our lives, getting up in the morning. A lot of people are like, I'm sleeping good. I got to get up, you know, and but you have to do something. So we need to push ourselves to embrace the uncomfortableness, you know, because just as uh, you know, in in lifting weights and, and we need resistance for our muscles to grow. So our mind needs to grow in one way or another. So we need to educate ourselves. And so does our mind and our our soul. So we need to embrace that as well.
0: Um, Let's try to switch gears a little bit. I want to know, or maybe I'm an audience who's watching this and those who watch the replay want to know, where exactly are you? And can you show us around a little bit about your facility?
1: Sure, sure. I'm in Northridge, California, uh, Southern California, uh, where the earthquake hit in 19... 94 here <laughs> and uh sure let me grab here and i'll show you my workout facility here
0: you're not so going I was to... a law
1: enforcement. i was gonna say i was true. a law enforcement before so there's a flag with the blue line supporting law enforcement around our nation everywhere around the world awesome awesome i was going to say it's... um you
0: could tell people um more about your facility but you're not a, a, a normal facility would you say
1: no, I, am, uh, I actually run the business out of my garage. So I'm. what I'm going to show you is a 450-square-foot garage that I put into place here. And I train people, and they come here or I go to their place. I train different baseball teams as well, softball girls, some pro athletes. Um, I ran a marathon team. So uh, I try to do everything and, and get involved and share information with other trainers. So here's a motivational board uh, of pictures and, and quotes that my clients pretty much uh, – Put up there to inspire them, to keep them motivated, and keep them accountable. Uh, The Assault Air Bike, which everybody hates. (laughs) This is a bike that uh, one of the top three cardio machines. My TRX. Oh yeah. Hanging. Love it. All my certifications. Very good. L.A. Of course. Sorry. Yeah, on my way. Yep. So you gotta see from
0: out here. Great, it's awesome. You know, um, my setup I had. Uh, I sold a facility I owned for almost ten years. I sold it three years ago. Um, it's basically an open square box and fitness yeah. tools to uh, get a body moving. Get your Get your body and, and um, get get it going, get your body moving, getting active. So I love the setup.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. it you know, and I tell people all the time, I mean, I don't have the amenities here, of some of the big gyms. But what I do have is, is I really want to change people and touch people. And before we move on to our physical aspect, which most people come here to, and I tell them you got to change the way you think first. Yeah. And so that's what we really try to work on. And i really try to get close and personal with my clients they have my number at all times if they have uh any questions or advice and so it's a little bit different setup and i like it
0: no it works for you and it works for everyone i'm assuming um yeah it, and you guys are in la so that means that your weather is really really good for year-round training right
1: That's oh my awesome. god it's the best you know i mean uh it's amazing we're at uh 70 we're at 80 pretty much most of the year and uh it's really good i mean you can't beat it. We'll get as cold as uh, I believe 60 something over here. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so, our weather's amazing. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Good. Um, so, Caesar, we're getting to the end here. How could you summarize a little bit about what we talked about and any final words of encouragement?
1: Well, you know what? I really want people to, to take out of this and look at themselves and say, how do I find passion? Well, understand that passion is not one singular thing. And understand that in order to move forward in anything, that you really have to be honest with yourself. So I would tell people, before you do anything, make sure that you understand yourself. Make sure that you're in the right state of mind. Have some time to yourself to really look deep down inside of yourself and be honest with yourself and break yourself down. And see if uh, where you want to go. And once you figure that out, it'll be pretty easy in regards to staying committed to something. Because then you're really, really being honest with yourself. And after that, it's just really taking action because our minds don't create passion. Our passion comes from actually doing action. And there's many things that people are passionate about. It's not one thing. And I say, do them all. Do them all But you have to do. Don't just think about it because nothing will happen if you just think about something and don't do.
0: Yeah, very good. And you had said the acronym ACT or something like that?
1: Correct. So the ACT is literally uh, A for awareness. And literally, you have to be aware of yourself, your self-acuity, who you are. Uh, C is for choice. Now you have a choice to make. And that choice is obviously, hopefully you take some action. At the end is, once you take that action, is to be uh, to give it time and have some tenacity in there. To Give it time and stick with it. And it will become, and it will change your life because it will become habitual.
0: Yeah, very good. Excellent, excellent. Um, for those who want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch with you?
1: Well, I'm up at uh, Instagram at UAG Fit. I also have another account, which is uh, I'm running uh, a marathon every month for the next 12 months, uh, a full marathon. So I have uh, Run underscore C underscore Run, so Run C Run. Um, on Facebook, Ultimate Athlete Gym. Um, that's it, pretty yeah. much. I don't do any other Twitters or okay. uh, any other social media. No problem. Um, Instagram? My, my uh, Athlete Gym at gmail.com. Yes. And uh, that's it. If you're ever, anybody's in the West Coast, in Southern California, Northridge, or the San Fernando Valley, let me know if you want to get a good workout in here or, yeah. or uh, go run at the beach. Yeah, yeah. How,
0: how far are you from L.A.?
1: Well, we're right here. I mean, we're in the Valley. So the great thing of where I live, I'm literally 30 minutes away from Mount uh, Magic Mountain, which is uh, Santa Clarita, 45 minutes away from Malibu, 30 minutes away from L.A. downtown, 20 minutes from Universal Studios. So I'm pretty central.
0: Awesome, very good. Just for those who are a little geographic um, challenged, that's that's. Yeah. I would be the
1: same if I went to Chicago or somewhere else. I'd be like, <laughs> where is that at?
0: No, fair so. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, we were in um, Anaheim uh, last spring, so I don't know if that's close to you.
1: Yeah, that's pretty far. That's that's about an hour away. Oh, okay. From me.
0: Okay, so a little yeah. further. I,
1: well, an hour away. Uh, but then that's not counting traffic in LA. So. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, look you up. Yeah. Um, by the way, you had mentioned something about twelve marathons in twelve months, and you have some st- crazy challenges that you do. Can you can you just quickly share a little bit about uh, those things and and maybe the reason you do them?
1: Sure, absolutely. So last year actually is when it all started. Last year I I. I didn't have a problem with alcohol, but what I did do is I would drink a couple beers here and there, and, I, and that was one of the things that I couldn't stop doing. So I challenged myself to do it for a year, for a full year to drink no alcohol beverage. And I did that, and it was amazing. After that, I began to challenge myself in different ways. So I did a thousand every every day for 30 days. And uh, that was challenging physically, but it was more, uh, no matter where I was, I had to for, uh, for that day so that was a really cool challenge and then i just began doing uh 12 marathons in one year so a marathon a month for 12 months i did my last one a couple of weeks ago and my next one is next sunday uh santa Teresa, full marathon and i will do that till next year this time um and then i want to become actually an ultra marathoner which is a 50 miler in catalina beginning in uh, january
0: awesome, awesome awesome and and this for everyone who's watching this, um, Caesar's in his 20s now.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to be 43 in December. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I feel better than when I was 20-some years old. And I think it was just exactly what we talked about. It was I've put uh, good, healthy food in my system as fuel. Um, I've stayed active. I've taken the proper uh, preventative stuff, you know, to help me feel better at my age and I feel great. I feel amazing. There's no problems. And, uh, I can't wait till what 43 looks like next year. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so that was 1000 pushups a day for 30 days in a row, right?
1: One. Yeah. 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 And you know what? I, I actually want to go back to that and, uh, I know what the, the pushup, uh, uh, record, uh, or record is for one hour. And I want to try to try to get cl- as close to that if not beat it, but I'm going to get through these marathons first because I, I knew when I was running it was affecting my upper body or how it form a little bit. Mm. Once I get through that, I think I'll go back to trying to trying yeah. to get that. Yeah. And the, um, the
0: cause for the 12 marathons again?
1: Well, the cause is to really bring awareness to law enforcement officers around our nation. Forty uh, percent of law enforcement are obese. The other 40 percent are overweight. So we have 80 percent of law enforcement officers in the United States that are overweight. And uh, unfortunately, the life expectancy of law enforcement officers after retirement is five years due to the stress level and the way they eat and how they eat and uh, how unactive or inactive they are, because literally they're, they respond to a situation. They're not really busy working all, all day. And so I really want to bring awareness that uh, they need to be a little bit more accountable in regards to working out and, and help them uh, you know, make better food choices while they're out there on patrol and how to handle stress better. Absolutely,
0: and they can follow your journey on Instagram, you said, right?
1: Instagram at UAG Fit. Uh, I've trained several law enforcement officers here and it's amazing the uh, transformation and uh, the energy that they feel at work and uh, how they feel while they're sitting in a patrol car and handling their stress. Awesome, awesome.
0: Um, Caesar. this has been a quick 30, however, a very informative and valuable 30. I really appreciate you getting on this um, Facebook Live with me and being a part of the uh, podcast. I know uh, there are going to be people who are going to reach out to you, so expect that.
1: <laughs> and, I, I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Thank you very much for having me on your show and giving me your time. I appreciate everything.
0: Thank you. No, well, I look forward to connecting with you again uh, shortly. And um, stay warm out there, or stay cool out there, however it is. <laughs> We're in yeah, Dodgers, Chicago. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> All right. Anyhow. Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Caesar. We'll stay in touch and I'll let you go for now. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to ericwsu.com for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you. So stay active and be safe.